0: Thank you for joining us for Season 5 of the Hospitality Hangout, hospitality-focused podcast where the founders of Branded Strategic share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the Finance Guy, and I'd like to introduce my partner, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, also known as the Restaurant Guy. The Restaurant Guy.
1: Hey, thanks for that introduction, Jimmy. To all those listening, feel free to call me Schatzie. Together, we are the personalities behind branded strategic hospitality. We work at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, and capital. You know, Jimmy, I cannot believe this is season five. Season five. All season long. They renewed us? They renewed us. They keep They keep coming back for more. Every time I get try to get out, they keep pulling me back in. Oh, I got to tell you, we're so good with the Godfather references, Jimmy. Hey, listen, before we kick off, because we got a great guest today. Great guest. Super excited. I think probably, Jimmy, one of the most famous guests we've ever had on the podcast. I do think we have a celebrity today. We got we uh, have we a, a celebrity. hospitality we have a celebrity. But before I get into it, Jimmy, you know, I played golf yesterday, Jimmy, at a golf outing. And I couldn't focus. I couldn't concentrate. And you know why I couldn't concentrate? Because all I was thinking about is this podcast. And I'm thinking about the marketplace, the marketplace, the marketplace. What is the marketplace? I have no idea. What's the marketplace? (laughs) Jimmy, it is an e-commerce platform built by hospitality for hospitality. It is the best in class technology, innovation, professional services, suppliers, everything that you need in the hospitality industry to run your business today can be found at the branded marketplace just go to the branded marketplace check it out and if you want to be on the marketplace jimmy if you want to be on the marketplace all you got to do is email us at marketplace at brandedstrategic.com and you can get on the marketplace and jimmy do you know what it costs to be on the marketplace
0: it must be very expensive has to be
1: very no no jimmy that's the crazy thing it's not expensive it's not it's free it's free for everybody all
0: sides free how how are we making money on free
1: Jimmy, Jimmy, I learned a long time ago, volume. You make oh, it up yeah. <laughs> in volume. And our guest knows a little bit about volume. So we're having a good time with the marketplace. Check it out. And I can't talk about it anymore because i got to focus on my golf game.
0: There you go. You're You Take a moment. I'll, I'm uh, Jeff and I will talk. You, uh, you catch your breath. All right. Please. Listen, thank you for that, Chatsy. We are very excited about today's guest, Mr. Jeff Alexander, president and CEO of WowBow, and a very good friend of ours. And look, we like to say it's easier for us to brag and boast about people than they can brag and boast about themselves. So let me just highlight and why Chats and I were uh, so excited about the podcast and we're de- designating him as maybe the biggest hospitality celebrity we've ever had. Jeff has recently been listed as one of the most influential restaurant CEOs in the country. Country by Nation's Restaurant News. and But he wasn't like top 10, Jimmy. Well, he wasn't top 10. And in Fast Casual's list of top executives, he was ranked not 10, not 9, Do the countdown, number one.
1: Now you understand there why he said he's the most one. famous
0: guest we've ever had. There you go, Shatsy. We'll, we'll talk after the show about things that you've been ranked number one after, after the show, though. Okay, Jeff. That's sh- going to be a short
1: conversation, Jimmy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we badgered a little bit. We've, we've had a little fun. Uh, let's jump into the show. Uh, we'll let you take the lead and give a little uh, introduction and back. Background yourself, and of course, Wow Bao.
2: Well, guys, first of all, thanks for having me, and I will tell you, I don't know if I can do a better job of introducing myself than you guys did, uh, but I'll give it a we shot, Built right? you up
1: big. Don't let us down. Don't let the guys <laughs> yeah, down. I know. I <laughs> know. A lot of pressure,
2: right? A lot of this pressure. is really like a lot of pressure for this podcast here. But uh, okay, uh, Jeff Alexander, present CEO of Wow Bow, joined Lettuce Entertain You Enterprises uh, back in 1993. It's a privately held restaurant group. Started in 1971 by Richard Melman in the 50 years of Lettuce we've created. I think over... he's the
1: only one more famous than you, by the way. We have <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that.
2: <laughs> let's make sure Let's make sure that he knows he's more famous than me. <laughs> Lettuce has created over 220 different brands in its 50 years, currently operating about 160 restaurants among 60 different concepts, give or take, in six states. Uh, I've worked on 12 different concepts, give or take, in my tenure with Lettuce. Uh, it's coming up on uh, 29 years in May. Um, and, uh, in 2009, I took over the concept wild bow a three unit brick and mortar store in Chicago serving steamed Asian buns, potstickers, and rice bowl. When I, once I took it over in two, in 2009, the following year, we introduced self-ordering kiosks, which, you know, nobody was doing back in 2010, except for airports, uh, movie theaters and, uh, ATM bank machines. We started doing mobile desktop ordering. We started doing food trucks, airports, college campuses over the time. And then we also got involved with CPG with a grocery line, grew the brand a number of different ways. And in 2017, a private equity firm took a majority stake to fund our growth named Valor Equity Partners. Following a couple of years, we opened up fully automated restaurants with no front of the house people whatsoever, where your food came through automatic uh, LED computer monitor cubbies. They were personalized and in the last year since April of 2020 through today of October, 20, whatever today is, we've opened 450 dark kitchens across the country and we're on track to be at break 500
1: by the end of this month.
0: I love it, and and if thank you, just, everybody.
1: That's enough. That's enough, Jimmy. <laughs> we can't say that's enough. That's a, This podcast is over. What more
0: can you get? Thanks for joining us on the yeah, podcast. That's enough. <laughs> I mean, you I said was, it all. I was saying Jeff was doing a big mic drop. It's it leaves us speechless, but 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 not really. We're gonna keep it going. Uh, no, Jeff, thank you for that. That's great. Let me start off by asking you, uh, you know, kind of one of those which came first scenarios for Wow Bow. But rather than talking about the chicken and the egg, I want to talk about brick and mortar versus ghost kitchen. Um, can you share how Wow Bow started? Um, I think our, our listeners would love to know. Yeah. Thank you. So uh,
2: it actually, in nineteen ninety nine, ninety eight, give or take, we did a tasting for Rich Melman. We had a concept called Big Bowl.
1: I remember that one in Chicago.
2: Yeah. It was great. Yeah. yep. We grew that thing to eventually eight stores. And in 20, 2001, we sold it off to Brinker International. Uh, they took it to 14, then they sold it back to Lettuce eventually. But in 98, give or take, 97, For somewhere half the price, the- for half the price. <laughs> That's how we wheel and deal. <laughs> uh, we did this tasting for Rich, and it was Bao at the time. And Bao is simply steamed. It's For those who don't know it, it's about the size of a tennis ball with meat and vegetables inside, fully enclosed. And Rich stopped the tasting uh, when we were showing this appetizer and thought, you know, we could do a whole concept that just serves these dumplings. And, he, you know, Rich has a, a – filing cabinets throughout his office that are just different concepts and ideas he puts together and he filed "wow bow or the bow as a concept away and fast forward to the fall of 2000 of 2000 water tower place shopping mall in chicago offered us wow uh, offered lettuce entertain you a place at the front door to sell gift cards during the holiday season and lettuce sells a lot of gift cards so we took the space. We sold gift cards for like four weeks, six weeks, whatever it was. And at the end of the time, they asked us if we wanted to keep the location. There was no black iron, no way to vent. And really, you know, how do we cook in an area when you can't vent? And Rich remembered the tasting, remembered that these were only required steam. We had a way to suck the steam out into the basement, through the garage and out the street. So we built a 384 square foot uh, location in 2003. and three, and off to the races we went.
0: Boom. Shatsy, that size of their first restaurant is bigger than your first apartment.
2: Yeah, no, I was just thinking about that, Jimmy. (laughs) We actually have gotten smaller. We have a location at DCA Airport in uh,
1: Washington, DC. It's only 150 square feet. And I got to tell you, and and the volume must be incredible. Unbelievable, yes. We are very proud. Well, listen, everyone loves talking about ghost kitchens. I mean, it's all we hear about. And there's so many different names. You use the—I mean—we heard ghost kitchen, we heard virtual kitchen, we heard cloud kitchen, and you use the spooky term dark kitchen. Can you give a little bit of a difference and how it relates to WowBow? What's the difference, and why are you guys going with dark kitchen? Yeah,
2: sure. So look, we did not coin any of these phrases, and I think if you ask ten different people how to define each of these phrases, you're going to get different answers. But for me, a ghost kitchen is a space that does not have a storefront. Right? You're inside the cloud kitchens of the world, the Kitchen Uniteds, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Then you have a virtual brand or virtual restaurant, which strictly exists in the virtual space. You made it up. It, it, it just is only available online. Mm-hmm. Then we took the idea of a dark kitchen. And the idea was there's areas of restaurants that are dark right now, whether it's, you don't have, you don't, you, it's an area of your kitchen that you're not utilizing or space in the restaurant that is not being utilized or is underutilized. And we believe we have an ability, based on how we built our model, uh, to allow people to turn the lights back on or start using that area of the kitchen that was dark before. And based on the revenue that we can help operators generate and the profits they can bring to the bottom line, they're able to keep the lights on, keep people employed, and that's how we use the term dark.
1: Very, very interesting. You see that, Jimmy? I got to tell you, I like it a lot. Because a lot of people were throwing dark and virtual and cloud all in the same, but it's really, I mean, you've kind of defined it. It's really different. Yeah. We look at it, you know, it it really comes down to how you're
2: interacting with the guests more than anything else and what kind of an environment you're putting your employees into. And since we're doing work inside of an existing restaurant, we look at it as, you know, we're inside their kitchen and it's giving them space to work.
0: I like it. I like it a lot. For anyone that listens to the podcast, uh, you guys know that one of our most popular segments, but not, not the most popular segment, which Shatsy will talk about later, um, one of the most popular segments is our crystal ball moment. And we'll get to that later. But what, you know, where we ask guests, you know, kind of to predict hospitality two years from now. However, it's clear to us that that you've already been predicting the future. I mean a couple of years ago pre-pandemic you had the vision to create uh, this virtual brand. Can you share with us what foresight you had and what was that aha moment um that led you to bring you know Bow Dark? I mean I'm I'm hearing um this might have something to do with off-season ice cream stores but but why don't you uh, fill in our guests?
2: Yeah, thank you. So Uh, Look, for the record, I do not have a crystal ball. If I did, I would have won like the $800 million lottery, whatever it was a few years ago. We were sitting around uh, in our offices in November of 2019 talking about how to grow the brand and how we want to continue to evolve Bow. And we already had items in distribution on the national scale because of airports, college campuses, sports stadiums, and so on. And we thought between Lettuce's portfolio of restaurants and network and Valor, our private equities portfolio network, portfolio of restaurants in their network, why couldn't another restaurant sell our food out their back door third-party delivery? We thought about the cult, the, the local coffee st- uh, restaurant or coffee shop, right, that only is two day parts. We thought of ice cream stores to what you just mentioned, that four months out of the year in Chicago, it's freezing cold and how many people are eating ice cream. We thought about hotels that are usually in food deserts, and they have a full staff to do room service, but nobody's ordering room service, so they're standing around the kitchen. And we thought about catering people, right? They have full kitchens, they, place a, they do a whole catering order, and then they sort of stand around with nothing to do. And all of these different people could benefit from having an additional revenue stream. So what we do is we sell our product through distribution at a markup. Operators get their product, however they work with Cisco, U.S. Foods, uh, whoever it is who distributes. We've already gotten paid. They then resell the product on third-party delivery channels. If you take an average uh, 25% commission for the third parties, and we created a menu that allows for 35% food and packaging combined, that's 60 points. That drops 40% to the bottom line because there's no labor. All you're doing is boiling water. There's no overhead because that's all paid by the main business. So now you have a way to do, you know, 100K in top line sales a year, $2,000 a week and make 40,000 profit. And we have operators in Michigan who are doing 10K a week, Portland, Oregon doing $9,000 a week. So you can see what their annual run rate is, then how much money
1: they're bringing to the bottom line. You have anybody that says... I'm not even going to do my concept that I originally had. I'm just going to do Wow Wow. <laughs> I mean, it just sounds like, why am I even bothering with menu development? And, it, and just I'll just buy your product from Cisco, boil it, and it's delicious. I mean, I'm sure, the, you know, I haven't had it this way. I've had it in Chicago, uh, you know, if, at your first stores. But, I mean, it's unbelievable. Well, we got to get you to have the product
2: outside of just Chicago. But, you know, look, w- what it comes down to is everybody needs more revenue right we all want to make more money and if you want to go create your own virtual brand you need look does your packaging keep your hot food hot and your cold food cold do you have photography for your third party apps do you have r and d done all that takes time and money and it's getting into a business that you've never done before we're all entrepreneurs that's how the restaurant business started so we have now taken everything of our brand 18 year old brand that's well known well respected you can Google us, Yelp us, social us, right? We exist. We have a story. We have a soul. And now you can serve the product. And we've also cracked the code on how to market the product. We've cracked the code on the relationship with the third parties, distribution. We've made it really
1: wow, wow, bow in a box to make it easy for any operator. No, it's, it's, it's really unbelievable. So let's, we started touching a little bit on marketing. So let's talk about it. So since April 2020, you've added like 500 virtual kitchens. How do you spread the word? I mean, you're you're a Chicago operator. You're in Chicago. Let us entertain you. Is I mean, you guys are the best around the uh, really around the country. You guys are like the benchmark for multi. You know, high end multi unit. I mean, Rich Melman is is a god for restaurant operators because what he has done is it's uh, you know a hundred and. What, 60 brands? I mean, I don't even know this. 120 locations, whatever it is. I mean, I don't even know. It's just, it's really unbelievable. Like I said, in Chicago, you guys are unbelievable, and, and the envy of most operators around the country, maybe even the world. So now you're, <laughs> but everyone knows you in Chicago, but we don't know you outside of Chicago. That's always, that's always hard. So what kind of things do you do to penetrate other markets and get the word out of WowBow and, and how unbelievable it is?
2: Well, first off, I hired Jimmy to give me great introductions every time I do a podcast. Oh, excellent, that's, excellent, that's the number excellent. one answer.
1: But look, that's uh, number one,
2: look, I can't give you the full secret sauce because obviously we have competitors who are going to, you know, listen in on this. But here's the general. Thing. No one listens first, to this <laughs> as we enter season five. Here, right? <laughs> look, you, the first is you got to work with local press. Right. So we created a, a, a basically a, I don't know how old your 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 listeners are, but there's this thing that used to be called
1: Mad Libs. Right. Jimmy's daughter's five. Country. And I think she's probably our biggest listener. <laughs> okay. We'll get her. Mad my daughter, my daughter,
0: my daughter and Chatsy's mom. Those are two top so it goes ones. from
1: five to eighty four. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. So people in there will know what Mad Libs are. But we created a press release where you can fill in the blank, right? For what city you're in, who the operators are working with, the menu items, and so on. And we go out to local press and share that. We get involved with uh, social media influencers in those markets. We do uh, paid Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube ads for uh, the, at launch. We've done great partnerships with the third parties where we're actually on the national carousel for both DoorDash and Uber Eats. So when you open up the app and you look at McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, Chipotle... Sweet green, there's Wildbow on the on the national carousel, which gives us great recognition as well as really validity to who the brand is. Uh, we do sponsorship ads on the third parties, and then it's really about you know word of mouth on top of it, and what we can do to keep doing promotions and keeping people about who we are. At the end of the day, we're trying to drive all traffic to wowbow.com to help all the operators. It's a lot easier to send everyone to one place. Right. Uh, we also, you know, we do a lot with SEO search on a national scale. We create individual Facebook pages as well as individual web pages for all of our operators. So if you go into, you know, Fargo, North Dakota and Google Chinese food, hopefully we're the number one search that comes up. And then it actually takes you to a web page in Fargo, North Dakota where you can just click a button says order now and boom, there's the, there's wild Bow's menu. Man.
0: There's some, there's, he's dropping knowledge bombs right now. I'm man. actually, I'm Chatsy. on the website Chatsy, now. I'm wondering now. Shady, <laughs> take notes. All right, listen, I want to stay on topic of the tech stack. Um, and you're, and you're hitting on so many of the themes that we've been trying to tell the industry. If we're going to improve margins and have a really thriving industry, you're, you're hitting on them. You got marketing, you got customer feedback, you got loyalty, you know, data um, are key to today's operators. So I guess my question is, what technology are you or maybe are you not um, using today for your internal operations or the things that, that, that are becoming more important uh, to Wabao or things that are getting maybe some hype and you feel, no, no thank you, don't need it, don't want it?
2: Yeah, uh, look, technology is actually the driving force of every industry and the restaurant industry has always been far behind in it. And every piece of technology that's created for the restaurant industry is never created by restaurant people. Uh, but what we use internally to grow our business is we're very heavily um, involved with Salesforce. We use it as our one true source for our entire organization to communicate about all of our restaurant partners, our locations, from supply chain to training to operations to the account managers. Everyone's on Salesforce to discuss. We use Tableau as a system where we're pulling in our uh, all of our different uh, uh data from the third parties into one place so we can really look at sales, what's selling, uh, key metrics of how the operations are performing. You know, we have to look at downtime on the tablets. We have to look at customer ratings. We have to look at uh, customer issues, whatever it may be. So that aggregates everything for us. I wish we had real access to customer data. It's all owned by the third parties. We don't really have access to that. But what we have launched is at Wildbow.com. we're using DoorDash's storefront. For those who don't know DoorDash storefront, if you go, you can sign up with DoorDash and instead of people going to DoorDash.com and finding your restaurant, they go to WowBow.com and then when you place an order, it actually goes through DoorDash's system to the DoorDash tablet at the operator. By the order coming through WowBow.com, we're able to collect customer data now. So we will be able to do better targeting, uh, right? We can use those emails to come in to do better targeted ads. Uh, we can eventually start growing databases so we can market to. So there's, there's a lot of stuff coming down the pipe of what we're going to do from a technology standpoint. You know, the other side is we don't run any of these locations, right? These are mom and pops or enterprise accounts that we work with. So a lot of the technology
1: is on their side about how they're operating day to day. Right. I mean, they've bought the product already from their Broadliner. So at this point now, it's just you're just kind of acting as almost like a I guess kind of like a hybrid franchise operator, so to speak. Yeah, we we stay away from the word franchise. Yeah, I know you wouldn't use that. I'm saying <laughs> we call it a, we call it a
2: resale agreement. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We're resellers. But
1: yeah, but it's it's interesting. Yeah. Well, the good news is, Jimmy, we can order WowBow anytime we want because it's in the Flatiron area. The bad news is, Jimmy, they don't open up until twelve o'clock, so we can't order it yet. Wait. Oh! Whoa! <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Look at it. I can't order, but look what we got here. Yeah, looky, lucky!
0: Oh, oh, my goodness. We've got. We got wow we I got was w- just. bow delivered. With a, I didn't even have to place an order. This is amazing. It just read our minds.
1: <laughs> you know, I was. Oh, my goodness. Wait, am I got a spicy beef?
0: Staff yeah. favorite. And a BBQ pork, baby. Number wow. one seller. There you go. That's, look at this that. This is awesome. Mmm. Wow. We're taking a pause in the hospitality hangout, everybody. Yeah, the a trick, pause. guys, we're, is to
2: ask me a question before you take a bite so I can just see you oh, talk and talk while
1: you're eating. We're rookies. I'll oh. well, tell you. <laughs> so what I was going to until you surprised me with this, with the wow bow that I couldn't get until 12 o'clock that I just got on 1130, what I wanted to say is if I'm not in the area of, 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 you know, a wow bow location, so to speak, and I'm not in Chicago, is there a way that I can get Wow? I mean, I think are you guys into like consumer products? Are you guys in the supermarkets? I mean, what's what's going on with that? Well,
2: yes. Well, first off, you know, with our four almost five hundred locations, we're in you know forty plus states right now. So hopefully, you can get wild Wow. But uh, no, we do have a, a consumer packaged good line that's in grocery stores right now. We're in about three hundred give or take grocery stores in the Midwest. We're getting close to launching a two hundred and sixty unit grocery chain.
1: Can you tell us who? Can you
2: tell us who? We need names. Right. Nothing until we sign deals, right? That's what we got to wait with. Uh, but that'll be- Can I just tell us?
0: everybody
1: we'll see you in Wegmans? Hopefully.
2: Oh, wouldn't that be Trader great? Joe's. You, you can call
1: both
0: of them for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jeff, by, Jeff. by the way, Shatsy's amazing at keeping secrets. It's just everybody tells. You yeah. Can't keep a secret. Exactly. I don't say- Exactly. <laughs> Thank
1: you, you, Jimmy, for letting everyone know that. You and you then what also, about- Look- Can I get a ship to my house? Yeah, let's go. Gold Belly will do it for you. By all oh. means. All right. Well, there you go. So, Gold Belly will ship it to my house. I can go online at wowbow.com and I can get this anytime. And yeah. if not, it's it's at a lot of supermarkets. And um, we think, we think, we don't know yet, but it's, we, we have a good feeling it's going to be at Stop and Shop, Ralph's. Wegmans, Trader Joe's at Whole Foods very soon.
0: Any day. Any chat, day. Yes, you're breaking news. In fact, you're you're even breaking news to Jeff. We're you're breaking news so for right. excited. Right. He doesn't even this know is, it yet. Yes, this is this is delicious. This is that's a treat. That's a wonderful yeah, surprise. Great. Thank you. And I gotta say, Jeff, you're making a really good run at being the uh uh the, the, the top of the top guest we've had for season five, and maybe ever, but we'll we'll talk about that. Sterling Douglas, you're plummeting, you're plummeting yeah. Sterling. Okay.
2: <laughs>
0: I was I always like getting Sterling and podcast all right it turns out we're going to shift we love a little sterling
2: bit. and Charlie we love yes them guys. we do
0: we do too chicago sterling? guy Chica- chicago he's a chicago guy all right it turns out while we started this podcast because shats and i enjoy talking to people we've learned along the way that guests also sometimes have questions for us so jeff now it's um it's time for you to do the talk back uh where we offer you the chance to ask us questions and i always like to say nothing is off the table you get the mic jeff
2: well, thank you. I, I, you know, a lot of pressure here. I want to make sure I don't ask a question sort already even asked of you guys. So if it's been asked, I apologize. But here's the question I got. If you could have anybody on this podcast, anybody, live or dead, who would it be? Why would it be that person? And what would you ask him or her?
0: That's a really good question. I'm glad I didn't disappoint. <laughs> it's, you did not disappoint. Shatsy and then he added live or dead. I mean, that's just, <laughs> man, oh, yay,
1: yay, yay. All right, Jimmy, yeah. first of all, I know because I'm gonna I'm gonna say the worst thing.
0: I don't think you'll say the worst thing. Be honest, just come up with something. It, it, it's, it's off the cuff, baby. We're off the cuff. I why why am I going first? I thought Jimmy, you should go. You, you always go first. You I, want me to go first? I, I always go first. go first. You always go first. If you don't want to go first, tell me to go. I'm ready to go.
1: Rich Melbourne. Ooh,
0: man, your nose is you know, so much up I mean that's because <laughs>
1: because I said that you know Jeff oh. was the best guest, most famous, but Rich would be even more famous. That could yeah, catapult right. us to right to a season six, Jimmy. All
0: right, I, I respect that, but man, we got to talk about your your love affair. I mean, and again, it's a beautiful thing. But uh, your love of rich, we got to talk about that. All right, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going with a legend as well, and a living legend. And and I say this with the with the absolute uh, hope, and I dare say confidence that we might get him on i know where you're going with this it's mr earl it's uh, robert Robert, earl it's robert earl from earl enterprises i gotta
1: tell you richard melman robert i mean these guys are both legends you You should get them on together you went with one
0: legend i'm going with another because this guy not only is he a legend not only has he done things that have have changed the industry but he's still doing those (laughs) things he's still uh being the the innovator and so passionate so that's my choice but either way i think it'd be a win-win and maybe we could use this segment of this podcast and pitch it to these gentlemen and get them on. But but that would be great. Well, if you're so listening out there, do. fellas,
1: just go, you know, call us up podcast at brandstrategic.com and we will schedule you right away. Uh, listen, that's great. Great question, by the way. And I, I hope we didn't disappoint on that, Jeff. I know I didn't let you down with the rich because you can't say anything about that.
2: Well look, I'll do what I can to get rich on. And then I'm <laughs> actually I'm actually doing a panel with Robert Earl at Restaurant Leadership in Arizona. So when I'm on stage with him, I'll, I'll, I'll plug you all. There so we back. go. There we go. That Thank you, God. All right,
1: perfect. Well, let's, talk about to- let's talk about the tech stack. Uh, it's, it's a segment we like, top of the tech stack. Um, it's where we talk about if you could recommend anything to an operator today, anything out there to a, to a, to a, that an operator has to have in their tech stack, what is it? What do they have to have right now?
2: You know, it, it, it's a real open question because there's so much in technology and we're so reliant on it in so many ways. And I, I listened to some of your podcasts before coming on here because I did my homework I apologize on you guys. But, <laughs> no, but I, look, I, I thought one thing that you said, Shatz, earlier was, you know, the, the phone is the new POS. And I think that is probably the most true statement for the restaurant industry to date. But the number... look. The, in the world we're living in with delivery getting bigger and bigger and people wanting convenience, especially in your com- comment about the POS being on your phone, you have to have integration to your POS. You have to have third-party integration yep. because it takes, you know, it relieves so much pressure uh, from the staff, from the kitchen and puts ownership on the the consumer. Uh, you have to have some kind of loyalty or retention marketing. I think that's really important. Yep. You got to continue every day to work with SEO search and keywords, right? You got to stay front of mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that, you know, the, the, the cool stuff that's coming between the drones and the, the AI and the robots, robots I mean, right. it's going to be unbelievable how our, how our industry is going to continue to evolve and innovate. Uh, you know, what, what I say a lot is no matter what crisis, you know, coming out of the pandemic now hits the world, it hits the restaurant industry harder than anybody the hospitality industry as a whole. But one thing about our industry is we always come back better than beforehand because we're entrepreneurs at heart. We innovate, we evolve. And that is what's happened so much in the last 16 months. The innovation has been unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And we this technology, it. oh my God, we're playing catch up at a, at I a wish rate it wasn't rate. a
1: pandemic yeah. that got us there, but we needed it.
2: <laughs> yes, I, true on all fronts, true on all fronts. But yeah, it, no it's doubt. really, it, it's continuing to, it's a very exciting to watch the new tech that's coming in. Agreed. Agreed.
0: That is that is awesome. And thank you for all that. Um, while we touched on it earlier uh, in, in the show, uh, I'm now going to the official crystal ball moment, a chance we give our guests uh, the opportunity to put on their Kreskin or Miss Clio hats and predict the future. Uh, you've already done uh, an awesome job uh, in terms of predicting the popularity of virtual kitchens even a couple of years ago. Um, so I think this is even uh, one of the most interesting or you're one of the most interesting people to ask because we're coming back to you to see if you can do it again. How do you see restaurants and dining two years from now in relation to hospitality and tech?
2: You know, I, I, I want to make it very clear and just throw out there. I do not have a crystal ball. It's gotta be important. <laughs> that everyone knows that. Um, look, I know, and I love brick and mortar. I'm a brick and mortar guy. I grew up in the restaurant industry. You know, I've been doing this for 30 years. I love restaurants. I love eating out and we commiserate around food. We celebrate around food. We socialize around food. We need food to what we do every day as people. I also know that eight years ago, I couldn't cross the street without getting hit by a cab. Now you can't find a cab. And five years ago, I couldn't walk down the street without going to a bookstore or a toy store. Now you can't find those either. Brick and mortar will never disappear. And I hope to God it nothing ever lets anything like that ever happen. But the convenience of what's going on in the world, I have a 22-year-old daughter, I have an 11-year-old son. And it's funny, somebody said that I'm due for my next child, right? 22, to 11, now it's time for the next <laughs> one. If that kid came out tomorrow, he or she would be holding a phone
1: literally attached to them as they come out of the world. Yes, I think they are born with an iPhone now. That is what yes, I heard. Yes, the chip, the chip <laughs> is implanted
2: now. But the, the innovation of what's going on, the convenience that people are craving nonstop the, the, the idea of virtual will only grow. Yep. I, I mean, quickly, you're going to see the virtual food hall where you go and you know, what sucks is if you have if you have a dinner with four people, you got four delivery drivers showing up and you're lucky if you all eat together, right. the virtual food hall will become more prevalent, the things you're gonna be able to get delivered to your house is going to be changing and quicker and more exciting. So I, I just think that the the, the virtual will continue to grow, the immediacy, the convenience factor continue to make that that a huge area of development. And due to what's happening in the labor market today, what's going to be coming on from, from automation, it's going to be difficult for the us older generation to accept it because when we go out to dinner, we want to socialize. Mm-hmm. But when I go out to eat with my 11-year-old, he doesn't want to talk to me. He wants to watch something. <laughs> so the, the automation is going to continue to disrupt the dining experience as we know it but can make the convenience factor that much better at every moment
1: Yep, i think i think you touched on a lot of points over there and a lot of them are are, are spot on for sure i know my kids i asked them to call the deli or call a pizza place they absolutely are not calling you can't use no. your phone to order it that i'm not calling the deli i'm just calling order a sandwich no way <laughs> no way am I talking to anybody. <laughs> so I, yeah. I, I I, hear you, and my kids are a little bit older, but, uh, you know, 18, uh, 20, and 21 or whatever they are these days. But it's the same thing. So I agree. I agree. Well, listen, let's go to the best segment of the entire podcast. It's the brand more of bow? Quickfire. Oh. It's, a, it's more Wow! Bow. It's it's the brand of Quickfire. I'm going to ask you five lightning lightning round questions. Jeff, don't think too hard. Just tell me whatever comes into your mind. Are you ready? Okay, let's see what happens. Favorite Peloton instructor. How do we know you ride the Peloton? <laughs> I'm a Peloton guy. Jimmy's a Peloton guy.
2: I hope you're a Peloton guy. Not only a Peloton guy, I also teach a spin class once a week oh my god
0: that's awesome oh my yeah. goodness All right, are you, so are you virtual peloton. can we
1: take your spin class you
2: cannot take my spin class you're welcome <laughs> to come to chicago and take my spin class
0: I don't, um, hey don't don't threaten us with a good time right. yeah exactly we'll be we'll be right there
2: <laughs> favorite peloton i love taking dennis morton's classes and i find a tune day to be incredibly
1: inspiring Dennis Morton. I'm writing this down because I've been. He I've likes
2: been, the 80s music. I grew up in the 80s. So yeah. I Haley today.
1: Haley today. My pop ride with Haley today was fantastic. <laughs> but I probably don't go as long as you guys. I only go 30 minutes. I, uh, Jeff, you seem like an hour guy.
0: Quick fire, Shaggy, Quick fire. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, you got me crazy with the
1: Peloton. Where are you getting dinner from tonight? Wherever my wife decides we're eating. Good Honest answer, answer. Good answer. What's your favorite food city in the world? I was born and
2: raised in New York City, and I miss it every day. Yeah, oh. we, we talked, I, about, that. We talked about that. We talked about it, that. It's it's hard to not say Chicago in that answer. Just so yeah.
1: You know. Well, you're gonna get a, you're probably gonna get a lot of uh, sh. Uh, you know, uh, about saying New York over Chicago, but we'll take it. We'll take it. Favorite place to travel.
2: Uh, I, we grew up summering on Fire Island, which is an island off the coast of Long Island. Yeah, and we talked about up, that too, man. I, I still take my
1: family every year for at least a week. This past summer we went for two weeks. There's nothing like Fire Island. Fire Island is awesome. All right, here we go. This is the big one. If you were to challenge Jimmy Wright to a game of hopscotch, who would you have better odds of beating? Jimmy, I'd stand probably... up and show Jeff what you look like. I only stand oh, okay Oh, <laughs> guy. We got to show him the whole you gotta get a whole camera view. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I refuse to lose. So I'll just take oh. on both of you and
1: take you both down. Wow, I gotta tell you. I gotta say we got Jimmy, Jimmy, Jeff's gonna be at RLC, so we gotta have a little competition. Refusing but to lose sounds like Jimmy. I, I refuse to lose, <laughs> but I will tell you, I'm only on episode three of Squid Games. I don't know if they do hopscotch and squid games or not, so I don't know what rules you guys play by. My wife finished <laughs> that, my kids all finished that. I haven't gotten into it yet, but I started looking at it. It looks really weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna. I will get into that. But I'm telling you right now, RLC, we are gonna get some challenge of something with you and Jimmy. <laughs> and if I remember, I think they've got in the bar, Jimmy. Don't they have the? Uh, yes, they got the shuffleboard. Hey, shuffle here's,
2: here's what we do. Starting next week, we got our bow eating semifinals. How many bow can you eat in two minutes? And then we have our championship in November sixth in Chicago. So if you want, we'll send a ton of bow to RLC. We'll sit there and see how many bow you can eat in two
1: minutes. Well, I got to tell you, I'm gonna put Jimmy on that one.
0: This is this, I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready and I feel like uh, I'm Rocky Balboa in uh in Rocky Four. Uh I'm not I, I will lay it on the line. I will <laughs> you're gonna have to be prepared to die to beat me in that company. I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> you have to be the Let's die. make
1: that uh, happen, man. And we'll do our <laughs>
0: podcast from there. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be good. Oh, we should definitely do that. All right, Jeff. We've had a lot of fun and I wanna thank you so much for joining us. Uh and really for all your great insights. Um this was uh I really this is one of the, the great ones we've had. You did share a wealth of knowledge with our listeners and we hope they all enjoyed it um, and, and 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 paid paid attention uh, we appreciate the hard work you do to support the hospitality industry um, not just during the this time but but always uh, if you want to get in touch with jeff directly uh, you can email us at podcast at com, podcast at com, and we'd be happy to help you get in touch uh, uh, with with jeff um, to our listeners we want to thank you so much for taking the time to tune in we know there are literally hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there and the fact that you guys continue to come and hang out with us is something uh, we really appreciate uh, and we value.
1: I was going to say I can't believe people come out and hang with us, Jimmy. But it's crazy.
0: <laughs> I mean, the numbers go up every week. This is awesome. I mean, and by the way, you know why they keep coming? We get guys like Jeff on the call. But that's, that's true. That's we true. We get We're them on the famous podcast. people,
1: getting famous people.
0: Listen, um, and please join us next time as we welcome our friend Atul Sud, CBO of Kitchen United. You know, you heard us talking about dark kitchens, ghost kitchens, all the virtual things going on. KU is going to be in the house. On the next podcast, hey um, Jimmy, don't and, forget Jeff. Also,
1: not only the best guest, not only a New Yorker, not only a fire <laughs> lover, but also made a phenomenally generous offer to all of our listeners today. Here, here it comes. Go ahead, Chet Your credit, your credit cards coming out or podcast emailers. The first 100 will get a lifetime supply of Wow Bow <laughs> barbecue pork <laughs> and spicy beef sent to their home courtesy of wow bow and jeff and i'm going to add it for phil through gold belly our friend joe ariel gold belly so thank you all for that lifetime supply to the first 100 (laughs) callers that is awesome that is that's the best gift not only the best guest best gift ever
0: that, that's that's truly amazing. So either uh, you can you can get Chassie's personal credit card number, which I will give you, or just order through your regular channel and use Apple Pay and you'll be fine. Okay. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any exciting guests we have coming up um, in the future. And better yet, invite a friend to hang out with us the next time because we want to keep these numbers growing. So until then, a big uh, thank you uh, to Jeff for uh, for everything he's done, uh, especially for the treat. That was awesome and a wonderful surprise. Uh, this is Jimmy Frischling, your finance guy, signing off, passing it back to my boy, Shatzi.
1: This is Shatzi, a.k.a. The Restaurant Guy. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Jeff. This was a great hangout. We'll see you next time on The Hangout. Thank you, everyone. Cheers, everybody. Cheers.